Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Couchside Sports. With E. What's up? We have uh, your co-host here, Kyle French. And Mike Burke over here. Live on the other line. Where are you calling from this afternoon? This time we're calling from a different uh, calling from a different borough this time. This time we're calling from Staten Island. Ooh, maybe can we hit all all five boroughs, maybe? Maybe we can do that. I can yeah. make that happen. So where have we already hit? We hit Staten Island and uh, Queens? Oh, uh, yeah, we're at Staten Island and Queens so far. So we're going to have to get uh, Bronx, Manhattan. And, and the other one. Uh, <laughs> and Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, then we'll have you call in uh, the Empire State Buildings in Manhattan, right? Oh, yeah, I could probably call from the top. Yeah, we'll just we'll do one from up there. Yeah. That'd be pretty like sweet. That. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys can look forward to a little Empire State talk maybe in the future. All right. Maybe a live interview with the uh, the Giants out there, too. See how they're doing? Oh, yeah. Just uh, We should make a little GoFundMe page, though, because it costs about 50 bucks to go to the top of the Empire State Building. So, you know, if the listeners really want that, maybe they can fund that ticket for me. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to agree with that because that's a little obscene to expect that to come out of pocket from you. Oh, yeah. I can't write it off. I don't think WHUS would let me write that off, but we'll see. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to brag, but we do make – Probably more money than the entire Alabama college football team, don't we? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, for the show today, we're going to get back into the fantasy advice stuff we did last episode. Yep. We'll hop on and, you know, pretend like we know what's going on, and maybe you guys can take our advice. (laughs) We're going to get into a little Aaron Hernandez action. We'll have our favorite segment, Breaking News It Isn't News, a little KD talk, and we'll finish out with our NFL picks. Let's dive into it here. Yeah, let's do it. So we'll do one ad suggestion for fantasy football and one drop, just as we did last time. Like we threw okay. two last time, but we'll, we'll shorten it up. We can't help yeah. you guys out too much. All right. So uh, looking um, ad wise, uh, sure. My ad, my ad for this week uh, would be Evan Ingram. He's a tight end for the Giants. He's owned in about sixteen percent of leagues. Some of you guys listening might ask yourselves, why am I adding a Giants player on this abysmal team? But Yeah, I'm pretty suspicious. Yeah, so if you look at his uh, his stats, week one he had four catches for 44 yards. Week two he had four catches for 49 yards, and he had a touchdown as well. Ooh, very consistent. So, so he's being pretty consistent. He tied. He had, he had the same amount of targets, the same amount of catches as uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, when he did come back, so it's not like Odell's going to be really taken away from him. Um, he's really probably the only thing that's actually consistent and working in this Giants offense. And I feel like, you know, he's a young guy. He's pretty athletic. There's been a lot of uh, injuries to tight ends this year. Yeah, so, that's you know, true. If you're, looking, if you're looking for a tight end to, you know, probably hold on to maybe like later in the season once the Giants start picking it up, because, you know, it's, the, it's a Giants thing to do to come out flat 0-2 and then, you know, end the season on like an eight game win streak. So we'll see what happens. I feel like once that team figures something out, maybe just goes out there and gets a whole new offensive line. Then yeah, that'd be good. That would help. <laughs> that'd be a good place to start. And yeah, probably, thinking, probably tight end's probably a good idea. Cause with a bad offensive line, you're throwing short routes, usually over the middle. So exactly. So I'm thinking that, you know, you could pick up Evan Ingram, might not start him right away, but he is consistent. He is going to probably, you know, get you around, Four catches, five catches, fifty yards, and when he yeah. gets those touchdowns, then he ends up being a pretty valuable play. So, yeah, a little stash. Yeah, a little yeah. stash. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, so for my ad, I went with a guy who's a, a little bit more owned, so he might not necessarily be 
available in your league, but I'm looking at Danny Amendola, who a lot of guys dropped uh, when he got injured week one. Yep. He's owned in about 65% of leagues. So obviously he might not be available in your league, but if he is, I would definitely go snatch him up. I mean, he had 100 yards, and I think it was like seven catches for 100 yards in the first half against the Chiefs. And I think he's the most dependable receiver on the Patriots. Brandon Cooks is a big play guy. Gronk is capable of big, you know, bigger numbers than Amendola. But I could easily see him averaging double digits in a PPR league. He's going to go get five catches, 70, 80 yards a game. That'll get it done. That's a good flex option, 10, 12 points. If he drops a, a touchdown, that'll help out even more. So um, if he's available, I would go grab him. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's, you know, filling in for Julian Edelman. And that role they've shown in the past with Wes Welker, too, that Tom Brady likes those like little slot receivers, you know, doing those runs down 10 yards down yeah. the field and cutting back. So yeah, that's a good pickup. That position's probably been a fantasy goldmine since before fantasy was a thing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So with Brady under center, so yeah, absolutely. With with Brady back there, I mean, he's he had like four hundred passing yards uh, last week against the Saints. Obviously, uh, that's going to be an abnormality. But if he's slinging the rock around like that, there's plenty of points to go around to feed all the receivers there. And oh, yeah. so uh, we'll move on to drops here, and I think we might have the most obvious fantasy drop in the history of sports. <laughs> So um, I'm oh, not sure. Man. I'm not sure what you got. I'm pretty sure you're gonna have the same one as me, but uh, we'll just count this down on three, and we'll we'll say who we got. All right. All right. We'll see if this works. Three, two, one. Legarrette Blunt. Blunt. Hey. Okay. <laughs> this pains me to say honestly because I drafted him and I had faith in him just because of what he did last year, but obviously that was more a product of being in the Patriots system because. This past week, he had zero rushing attempts against the Chiefs. Very solid. Wait. That's what you want to see from your, your fantasy running back. Right, which I think, honestly, it's not even Garrett's fault, honestly. I, I feel like it's just bad coaching in Philly. Like, once you get inside the 10-yard line against the Chiefs, who just gave up three touchdowns to Mike Gillisley, who's in the role that Garrett Blunt was in last year, you don't give Garrett a single carry. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, oh, I don't know. like the coach, the coach tried to say it was game flow. It was game flow. Okay, well, in the game flow, when you got down to the ten yard line, and couldn't score. You didn't think to once give it to Garrett Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, him, and Marshawn Lynch are pretty much the same person, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and and we've seen this this playbook before with Pete Carroll and uh, the Seattle Seahawks when they handed us a ring. So. Oh yeah, that was so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, got to learn your lesson, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad we had the same one because I, I know you had LeGarrette Blunt in the league we play in, and I saw you drop him, and that's actually yeah. what inspired my idea to tell everyone else <laughs> to drop LeGarrette Blunt. So, so yeah, thanks I mean, for that. The dude, the dude is a running back that they say doesn't even like catch passes, and his only points last week were from his catch that he got for no game. So. <laughs> <laughs> drop him. What did he put you up? You can safely drop him. He put up .5 points in our league because we do half PPR. Point five. Okay. If you're PPR, then he gave you a whole full point. But uh, wow. I would definitely 100% drop this guy. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, one point gets you kicked out of college, you know, 1.0 GPA. So yeah, if the so guy can't can. even make it in college, how's he going to make it in the NFL? Exactly. Drop a airplane. Drop his ass. All right. <laughs> so we'll move on to our start sit here. Okay. And uh, you want to kick it off? Who you start? Sure, this sure. Week? Hot start. Um, 
like I'm keeping it to my team just because I'm familiar selfish. with the players on my team. And uh, <laughs> one guy that I would definitely 100% start this week, which I am going to, is Derrick Henry. Okay. Uh, running back for the Titans. Um, they're playing the Seahawks. I know people like to say the Seahawks defense is, is pretty good, but through the first two games of the season, they've given up 5.6 yards per carry to opposing running backs. So uh, Derrick Henry looked like a beast when he was out there last week. He had the 14 rushes for 92 yards and a touchdown. And Marco Murray's hurting. He's questionable to play. He didn't practice yesterday or the day before. He practiced uh, today, I guess, but in limited capacity. So even if he does go out there, it seems like Derrick Henry's going to be the guy, you know, the main guy in that backfield. So I say that you can roll Derrick Henry out there and then be pretty confident. I'm going to start him at the flex, so hopefully we'll see what how he does there. I like that. And, and real quick, was DeMarco Murray one of the guys you infamously predicted to be injured this season? Yes, I did. All right, because I knew you that. predicted like 25 guys to get hurt. I wasn't sure if he was on the list. <laughs> I mean, it's football, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, I feel you. Okay, so my start. Uh, so, real quick, I just want to point out, because this will be part of my pick here. All right. That last week on our NFL picks, I picked the Browns to upset the uh, the Ravens. It didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> but I still have confidence in the Browns, and that's why this week I'm telling you to go out and start the Browns' defense for your fantasy team. Ooh, yeah. Bold move. Bold move. Well, who are they, who, who well are you would think it? you would think it's bold, but when you're playing the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> and Jacoby Brissett and Scott Tolzine, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty clear choice. So if, if your defense happens to be playing a high powered offense this week and you're thinking, Oh well, we'll just skate by with like five, six points, hope my position players pick up the slack, forget it. Go go cut your worst bench player, probably some third string receiver, cut him, yep. pick up the yep. Browns D. Stream them for the week. They're probably going to get you, I'd say they give up less than 14 points. Probably going to get a couple turnovers. If they don't get a sack, then they should just be eliminated from the whole NFL as a franchise. Because the Colts (laughs) offensive line is, it's like a sieve waiting to be attacked back there. You know, Jacoby Brissett's probably going to be nervous in the pocket. They're definitely going to take him down. And I'm kind of high on the Browns this year. Not, Not really high, I shouldn't say that, but... (laughs) <laughs> uh, I like them more than most people, and I think yeah. they have a good defense. And uh, Deshaun Kaiser is the man, so I'll get off my Browns train. But start the Browns D, go pick them up, see what they can do against the Colts. Okay, I like that. I think the Colts, uh, I mean, the Colts are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, when we did our prediction show, I said that they were going to be last in their division, and I stand by that. So. Yeah, <laughs> you, they definitely proved you right. Unless Andrew Luck comes on strong. <laughs> He's had they did a miracle. Even if Andrew <laughs> Luck came back. I think they would still lose with Andrew Luck. <laughs> nah. Yes, man, dude. They, their defense doesn't stop anybody either, and Andrew Luck would be getting taken down on every other play. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, I'm going to move on to my sit of the week. All right. And actually, I have multiple, but it's really just one blanket statement. And it'll, <laughs> it'll continue our last point here. You can go ahead and sit any player on the Colts, every single one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Dante Moncrief, probably their best wide receiver. Sit him. You might even want to drop him. Who knows? But keep him in case luck comes back. But honestly, I was looking through the Colts roster. I don't think there's one person on that team that you can count on to even put as a flex ever. Yeah. Their team is pretty rough, man. And even Adam Vinatieri, if you have him as a kicker, I'm sorry. They're they're just not getting in range. I know he can kick like 55-yard field goals. They're not getting in range. 
I'm oh, yeah, sorry. I, dra- I, I, I drafted him and then I dropped him for Will Lutz because I have Drew Brees, so I figured I might as well get Will Lutz because every time they score, I'm going to be getting points from it, especially if it's field goals. So yeah. I picked him up. Double jeopardy is what they like yeah, to call that. Exactly. I love that move. I actually have Will Lutz in the in my other league, so Yeah. It's like kinda cool. If you have a good if you have a good quarterback and they have a good kicker on that same team, I would pick both of them up just so then you're just racking all the points up. So. Yeah, because then if they get in the red zone, usually, especially if you have a running back, I hate this when they're at like the five yard line and uh they're trying to pound it in and they don't get it. And then yeah. they kick the field goal, and you're like, fuck, now I get nothing. Like, he didn't even get yeah. any yards. He didn't get the touchdown, but he's right there. But if you have exactly. the kicker, it's like, all right, I still get three points out of it. Exactly, exactly. All right, so but, who do you uh, have as your uh, your sit of the week? Uh, my sit of the week is somebody that has actually been pretty impressive um, so far. Uh, he's second in the league in, in yards for a receiver, and his name is Adam Thielen. Uh, he had that huge game in week one where he had like nine catches for 157 yards. That was with Sam Bradford. And, and breaking news, <laughs> breaking news that isn't news, <laughs> before we even get to that segment, is that Sam Bradford's out. And he's not playing. Well, that's week. breaking news to some of us. Yeah. So, I mean, they're starting Case Keenum again. And with Case Keenum under the center, he only got like four catches from 44 yards. I don't really see anything more than that coming uh, this week, especially because Case Keenum's trashed. But, uh, hey, I hey, definitely... Case Keenum <laughs> threw for like 8,000 yards one year at Houston in college. Oh. Wow, impressive. What's he done in the NFL? Not much, but he, hey, he's an assistant <laughs> quarterback, so yeah, just well, be I sensitive mean, with him. All right, fine, but Adam Thielen sit him. <laughs> all right, all right, that's fair. So we added Adam Thielen last week today. We're going to sit him. Maybe next week he'll work his way up to a start. Yeah, we just need, honestly, you you start Adam Thielen when Sam Bradford starts. That's pretty right. much what it is. So if you got Sammy B or Teddy B, he's a start. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Bridgewater might be making a comeback, actually. Really? Yeah, he's going to be uh, he's going to be available, not to play, but he's officially like off the IR and able if he was healthy to play after I think it's week eight, and they're okay. they're optimistic about it. So. I mean, well, Bradford hasn't really shown much. I mean, he was great the week he played, but then all of a sudden he's hurt. Because he stood up from the couch too fast and tweaked his knee. <laughs> I didn't know how that injury happened. Is that actually true? I'm not sure, but maybe he was sitting on his couch looking at some, some couch side sports. Yeah, got the way really he excited. should. Got really excited maybe when we talked about Adam Thielen or something like that. And that not been the same. Yeah, he's like, that's my guy. And then he, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And he's on yeah. IR. So. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to both those guys. And to Teddy B. I, I really want to see Bridgewater come back. But uh, So we just talked about a pretty mild injury to Sam Bradford. Yeah. Hurt himself outside of the game. Uh, so let's talk about a, a real injury here, a head injury. Oof. We had some news about Aaron Hernandez come out. I think it was just yesterday, correct? It was a two days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just came out um, the other day, yesterday, I believe. Just yesterday. Yeah. So they did his, I don't know if they did his autopsy or studied yeah. his brain. Autopsy, yeah. Yeah, okay. And so they did find CTE. Yeah. But not only that, they found, like, record-breaking amounts of it, correct? Yeah, so apparently that it's the most advanced they've found for somebody that's his age. He's 27 years old. Wow. And for people that don't really know what CTE is, it's called chronic traumatic 
And still love Pasty. I don't know how to say the last one, but it's some long word that starts with an E, which basically right. means... Well, hey, gonna... if you can't say it, you want to just spell it for us? Yeah, sure. It's, uh, maybe e... the more educated people can say it? Yeah, so it's uh, E-N-C-E-P-H-A-L-O-P-A-T-H-Y. All right, I'll take your word for it. I won't try it. Encephalopathy. But <laughs> it's... Ananawa? <laughs> And then but it's a uh, it's a neuro it's a neurodegenerative disease found in people who have had multiple head injuries, and it's pretty common in football. But yep. uh, some of the some of the symptoms for it are like pretty bad, especially once you get uh, like pretty far along with it. And I heard that Aaron Hernandez was in stage three out of stage four, which means it's pretty strong. Obviously, we just talked about how advanced it was, but like a lot of the symptoms are like bad judgment. Uh, depression, anxiety. It is a like first degree headaches. manslaughter on there or no? I, I don't know. If, I don't know if manslaughter is part of a symptom, but <laughs> well, they probably just group that under bad decisions, right? Yeah, the, the bad judgment. Yeah, bad judgment. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, murder falls under bad judgment. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just a, you know, a bullet hole, bullet line on, on the bad <laughs> judgment column. Yeah, yeah. No like pun it. with the bullet hole thing. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, it's it's pretty rough, man. That guy, and you you want to be able to say that you know this CTE was the main reason for what he did. But I also feel like no, nah, it can't be. I just feel like in general, Aaron Hernandez was never the smartest person. No, um, especially when he uh, decided to become gang affiliated in like high school or something like that, and couldn't let it go, even when he got into the NBA or the NFL murdering people as a tight end for the Patriots. Like, I would want to blame CD, but I believe that it's also just no. him. And, yeah. you know, it's a shame. It's a shame what he had. The whole situation is a shame, but, you know, you still got to put it on him. Yeah, and and it's not over because, uh, you know, his family's suing. Yeah. And they're, they're suing both the NFL as an organization and the New England Patriots. Yeah. And it looks like it, they're asking for $20 million. And mostly yeah. it's for, so this is kind of a backwards argument. I'm going to walk you through my thoughts on this. So they're suing the Patriots and the NFL for $20 million, like to support his daughter because mm-hmm. th- their idea is they pretty much robbed him of an ability to like make money to support his daughter, right? Yeah. And ended up killing himself. But th- the problem with that statement is they're suing because they want the money that he would have made from playing football, but they're suing the people who would have paid him to play football. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know. This whole situation is like one big 69 to me. Yeah, I don't think... I don't, I don't really see this lawsuit like really going in favor for them. I think it's really weird that they would sue the NFL and stuff like that. I mean, people... I think other people have done that in the past when it comes out yeah. to their family members that play this, how they sued them. But I feel like in this, in this case... It, you know, you go up there and you try to make a case to a jury, and they're going to be like, "Well, the dude murdered a few people, <laughs> so it's not like the Pats are the ones that went out. It's not like Bill Belichick called Aaron and into his office and said, "I need you to kill Odin Lloyd." <laughs> like he's not the person that put the hit on him. Aaron Hernandez was, so like he had nothing to do with him and his crime and anything like that. So I don't yep. really see how this this lawsuit is going to go in their favor. Yeah, like you said, I don't think they would ever be able to connect the dots from brain injuries in the NFL 
to multiple homicide murder charges. Yeah. <laughs> but connecting the dots between brain injuries in the NFL and suicide, I could see somewhat of a connection. Yeah, now, obviously, there's def- there is definitely a connection. Th- there were other factors. Junior stay out too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's been probably, there's been a few guys. Junior stay out is the big name because that yeah. one happened recently and he was, he was a big name player. Um, but, but a lot of guys have been suffering similar symptoms. The problem, again, though, with Aaron Hernandez's case is there's a lot of other things going into maybe him wanting to commit suicide. Uh, just to throw one out there, maybe a life sentence in prison, that, that might sway his decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously he, <laughs> he could have been unstable, and CTE definitely had some effect on his life and the way things turned out. But there's no way you could, you know, put the blame on on football itself or either the NFL or the Patriots as an organization. What it comes down to is is the guy made bad judgments because he was somewhat of a bad person. You know, I mean, yeah, like you said, I, it's a shame. I, I hate to say it, but he is a bad person, honestly. I mean. The guy was a wackadoo. Definitely, I mean, CTE kind of, like, definitely contributed to it. But when they found him after he hung himself, he had 666 written on his forehead, and he had... Where did Lil Uzi Vert? Yeah, for, for Lil Uzi Vert. Like, he, he heard of Lil Uzi Vert's EXO uh, tour life and was just, like, loved it, so he had to pay tribute yeah. to him. But uh, but he also had, like, Bible passages written in blood on the, on the side of the cell. Like, the Damn. dude was so... I don't know if that was the CT at that point, but the man has a history of making bad decisions, so you can't really blame CT. I mean, great, he has been playing football since a young age. Maybe he had some like head trauma in high school that we, you know, we're not going to know about. But at the same time, there's a lot of football players that do have CT. They don't go around killing multiple people. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely true. Definitely true. And selling coke. <laughs> was he doing that too? Yeah, apparently I, I, I it was a while ago, so I'm not sure if I remember exactly 100% correctly, but he had like multiple like apartments and stuff too throughout Massachusetts, and the one he had one oh, in yeah. Boston, yep. and they found like a bunch of weapons and like a bunch of coke at it. Damn. Is that against the... He just the, bought that. <laughs> you know how NCAA rules, you're not allowed to like get a job or make money or whatever? Yeah. Does that count, even though it's off the books? Straight I don't know. cash? I mean... I don't know. We'd have to we have to talk to uh, some of these uh, Alabama and Ohio State football players. That uh, that guy that plays for Ohio State, one point five billion dollars is what their team is worth. But it would be unfair for other students if he got a free hamburger. Did you see that tweet? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. You didn't see that. There was like an Ohio State football player who it came out that their football program is worth one point five billion, and he tweeted like, "Oh, our team is worth one point five billion, but it's unfair for us to get a free hamburger." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, though, dude. That that stuff's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I still don't think they should be paid. I think they should just be quiet and play their sport because they're getting a free education. But it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get into that on another episode. Yeah. We'll bring in a uh, a guest. What do they call those NCAA like rules people? It's like I want to like compliance agents or something. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. We'll find one of those and we'll bring them on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those are our thoughts on the Aaron Hernandez situation. Definitely a shame, but, you know, bad things happen to bad people. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll move on we'll, to a lighter note. Uh, breaking news that isn't news. This is always a fun <laughs> one. This is always a great segment. <laughs> yeah, always a great segment. Always a pleasure. Uh, what do you got for us today? 
Uh, so uh, my breaking news that isn't news is that, uh, like we just said, Aaron Hernandez had CTE. Oh, um, did he? Yeah, yeah. So I see a thing right here that says, as of November 2016, 90 of 94 former National Football uh, League players were diagnosed post-mortem, which Ooh. means after death, because the only way right, to dude. actually... Yeah, the only way to actually diagnose someone having CTE is through autopsy. Um, So 90 of 94 were diagnosed with CTE by um, this guy, Dr. McKee. So, like, if you play in the NFL, you you pretty much had CTE is basically what that is saying. So, like, if you're surprised at all that Aaron Hernandez had CTE, then uh, you obviously have to be dumb. Or have CTE yourself because every single NFL player has head trauma. I mean, you just talked about picking up Danny Amendola, who's coming off of a concussion protocol, and that's definitely not the first time in his career. So, yeah, well, that was quite a loophole to sabotage my ad, but I understand. <laughs> but yeah, everybody has everybody in the football league in the NFL has CTE. <laughs> so yeah, breaking news: you heard it here first. Football puts. Uh, your health in danger. Yeah. Breaking news is news. Football is dangerous. Wow. Hope the kids are listening. Yeah. The kids that are listening, pick up a baseball bat and learn how to hit a curveball because you'll make so much more money and have such a longer career in baseball. Well, there's an asterisk there, though, because uh, steroids are also bad for you. Yeah, steroids are bad for you, but you don't take them. You can be a contact guy. You don't got to be a home runner. Nah, nah, nah. Nope. <laughs> MLB, they're doing it. I mean, you don't think they're taking steroids in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, they might be, but it's not as bad as CTE, see, so it's pushed aside. You see the size of some of these people. <laughs> oh, who's who's the guy in the Redskins? Laron Landry. Have you seen Who? Have you seen him? No, Laron. No. He played on the Redskins a couple years ago. He was enormous. Really? Oh yeah, he, like he would post pictures like with these huge tubs of creatine or some shit. I don't know what it was. You know, he played it off like it was, uh, like, protein powder, but I'm pretty sure it was just straight HDH. Straight HDH. And his, oh, he yeah. had these huge buckets of them, and his arms were, like, bigger than them. Like, his, his <laughs> biceps were, like, bigger than his head. It was wild. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, point taken. Um, <laughs> my breaking news, it isn't news. Okay. Kind of stems from a, a big story that happened this past week. As I'm sure all of you guys have heard about Kevin Durant's run-ins with social media. Oh, man. And I got to say, if I mean, it's not breaking news that it happened to Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's a big <laughs> topic, and it's breaking news in that sense. But the fact that Kevin Durant was the guy tied to it, not not a shocker. This guy has had so many run-ins, like, with the media in the past and getting mad at critics and, like, feeling the need to, like, clap back at everybody and, like, prove yeah. everybody wrong. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. Don't get me started on Kevin Durant, man. You know how I feel about this guy. This yeah. guy's got yeah. no neck. No he neck. Has no neck. Like I'm saying again, metaphorically, he has no neck for the fact that he had to make fake Twitter accounts to clap back at people. And then is stupid enough to not change accounts. How do you, I don't understand how, like, you go back in there and you're tweeting. You can see, you know, your Twitter obvi when you're, like, responding to someone. How did he not realize that the picture was him? I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't recognize himself because of all he the changes probably, he's gone through. He was just, he was just, <laughs> he doesn't even know himself anymore. 
he's he's just oh my god, man. He's probably just so furious that he was just going through tweeting at everybody. It's like Katie, you have to you don't have to do this at all. You know, you can just play basketball and and be quiet. But this guy has to. He's such a diva. He has no neck. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, quit it with the no neck thing, man. Dude, I'm telling you, please Google, please Google Kevin Durant, and you will see he has no neck. You know how <laughs> he has no neck, man. I don't know how he sleeps on the plane because you know how they have they make those neck pillows for the to sleep on the plane. You, yeah. he probably can't use it. <laughs> I'm telling it's so you, disrespectful. I, I hope I hope that he claps back at Couch Size Four. Yeah, yeah, we'll tweet at him. We'll see if we can get a reaction. Maybe, out of him. maybe he'll make a fake podcast just to talk to us back. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I would uh, love that because I would go ham on him. Yeah, but you know, it's whatever. So the thing with Kevin, when he won the championship with Golden State, playing the way he played and winning the MVP, I thought that was all he needed to do. That was all the talking he needed to make. You know, he didn't need to do yeah. anything extra after that. And then he came out, you know, obviously this happened, but it was a, a week before. Did you see the shoes that he released? I was literally just about to look it up so I could see the words on the bottom of it. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he wrote so a bunch funny. of words of, like, critics and stuff and, like, crossed them out. And then one of them said, like, champion or something, and it wasn't crossed out. I'm pretty sure it was something like that. It was, it was like, all yeah, the let's see if I can find things it. that, yeah, right. pull it up. It's, like, all the phrases that haters used against him and, like, ways that they talked bad about him and it was like all crossed out so we could like you know walk around stomping on the haters basically yeah and i was I, like I that, right that, that's a little extra but i'm gonna let it go kevin because you played really well in the finals and you've kind of earned the right to like gloat a little bit and like you know get back in people's faces because obviously he got savaged last off season. but and and then i was like you know what? i'll let that one pass and then this happens I can't let this one pass. This is too extra, man. Too extra. Oh, yeah. I got his shoes right here. The words he's got is like lame, arrogant, choked, doesn't care about fans, follower. He has he has um cowards, but it's spelled with a K at the beginning, and the D at the end is capitalized to say KD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what a pussy. This is snake, <laughs> snake, soft, super team, can't beat them, join them, which is basically what you did. I don't know why that was crossed out, because that's what you did. <laughs> That yeah, should not yeah, be but... crossed out. That should be one of the ones in gold. But then he's got like his stat lines over all the words, finals yep. most valuable player. Like, okay, dude, we get it. You can score and stuff like that. And you're doing it on the, e- you're in the easiest place to do that. You know, you have the ball. If defense slacks off you or slacks off trying to help on you, then you pass the ball to Steph Curry, who's a lights out shooter. Like you shouldn't even be blo- like gloating about your stats because look, pretty much anybody nah. could go, anybody could go on that team and do that. No, no. I'm going to heavy disagree there. If you put Paul George on that team, he'd probably put up the same amount of points. No. I don't think so. No. I think you're going too far, Skip. You're going too far. No. I hate KD. <laughs> <laughs> that part we know. <laughs> but oh, it, man. my other question with this is if when he tweets back, he's not tweeting as himself, who is he helping? <laughs> like like none of these... Ego. No one critiquing him or, like, saying bad things about him are going to see this random, like, burner account where I'm assuming no one knows who it is because it's not a real person, probably doesn't have a whole lot of followers. Like, no one's paying attention to that. So, really, he's just doing it, like, therapeutically to help himself, I guess, and clear his own head. Yeah, pretty much. That doesn't make any (laughs) sense, though. Like, uh, it almost makes more sense 
to talk about these people or like go back to them on his real account. Just don't do it in the third person like an idiot. Right? Yeah, I know. No, yeah. He, I would have more respect for him if he did it himself and clapped back at like people himself. But the fact that he has to do it from like this fake personality that he's created just to like appease his own worries that he's not good enough for himself. Like, I don't know. He's so weird, dude. I yeah. he's just, uh, exactly. It's, it's like only his personal insecurities that would at all be helped by clapping back at these people. Yeah. I which mean, is just a shame. <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude needs to grow a neck. <laughs> All right, all right. We got to move on before we talk about <laughs> Katie's neck again. But, uh, all right. I wanted, so I was... wanted to help him out and give him a new workout plan, but you know what? No. Maybe you can go ask uh, somebody on Twitter for a new workout plan. I'm not helping you out, Katie. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And you know you know what they say, though, is the guys, the weightlifters are the ones with no necks. So <laughs> And he doesn't he doesn't. Joke's on you. So what is what are you telling so this I'm saying I'm saying weight. the reason he doesn't work out is because if he did, he would lose the no neck that he already has, and his his cheekbone would probably be below his collarbone, and then he wouldn't be able to play basketball as well. Oh yeah, he I don't know, dude. Dude looks dude got to work on that plastic surgery and thing. You got a bunch of money, dude. Figure <laughs> out. All right, so we'll move on. That that was a little bit of an extended breaking news. It isn't news. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite segments. Oh, yeah. A Couchside Sports Classic. Yep. Uh, so let's move on to our NFL picks this week. Ooh, let's do it. So last week we didn't do too good. No, uh, we did not hit. I think as a group I we hit. were 1-5. Yeah, I hit, I hit on the Denver Broncos. but Yeah, you had that one point, one point underdog at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, you know, I would say that's a no-neck pick, but I'll respect it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No. Everybody everybody knows my Twitter. Go look on my Twitter. I have a neck and I don't use burner accounts. Oh no no, I'm not calling you I was calling you up metaphorically. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I don't okay. I haven't switched teams. I stay I stay a Celtics fan. No, I know, I know. Stay a Red Sox fan. I feel you, I feel you. So last week what was the pick that you won on? It was the Broncos Cowboys? Broncos right? Cowboys, yeah. Alright. And then I whiffed on the Browns Ravens. Yep. And then we saw the Packers Pretty much get destroyed by the Falcons. Yeah, Packers. Oof. Yeah, something's gotta be done over there. I I should have switched my pick, but y- you know hindsight four twenty. <laughs> so Monday night's game last week was the Lions Giants, and I said yeah. I wanted to pick the Lions, but I couldn't do it because I had to stick by my NFC East pick Giants. So we both took L's there. Yeah, so not hot. Giants. So let's move on to this week. We'll we'll put that behind us. Yeah. And uh, we'll bounce back. So we got a couple upsets to pick this week. Who's your who's your lock here? Upset lock. Uh, so I'm locking in my upset. I'm going to say that it's going to be the Saints over the Panthers right now. From what I see right here, it's uh, Saints at Panthers. There's, the Panthers are a six-point favorite. Uh, the Panthers' defense has been looking pretty good uh, the first few games this season, but they haven't really played any like, stuff competition. Like the Sticks competition, the, like the best team that they uh, played was the Bills. So I feel like the, you know this Saints Panthers could end up being a shootout, and I trust Drew Brees in a shootout more than I do uh, Cam Newton coming off of a shoulder surgery. So I'm going to go ahead and say that the Saints beat the Panthers. I like that pick. I I almost went down that route. Season. 
Yeah, they got a day or two. They need to win something. So I feel like Drew Brees is going to be like, you know what? We're putting this on my back, and he's going to throw some bombs to Michael Thomas. And maybe AP will finally do something, like maybe score a red zone touchdown or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. If he doesn't, I'm going to have to list him as a drop next week. Yeah. Yeah, so, do it. So I'm going to kind of double down here. Okay. We'll do our upset of the week, but the Sunday night game is Raiders-Redskins, and Oakland, I believe, is sitting as a three-and-a-half-point favorite when I'm looking okay. at. So I'm going to double down, and my upset of the week and my Sunday night pick is going to be Redskins over Raiders. Ooh. <laughs> you don't like that? You're, You're not feeling do, that? Uh, no. I'm, I, Bro, my Sunday night pick is Raiders 100%. No the chance. Raiders are no chance. looking like a Super Bowl contender. I don't Marshawn, care, bro. Marshawn Lynch, Derek Carr, you got Mari Cooper, Michael Krabs, you were three touchdowns. I'm on the Raiders bandwagon. Don't worry about it. Well, while you're at it, do you want to name the rest of the Raiders team? You got halfway rest through. The Raiders team. <laughs> we got. Down with Penn. Anybody else. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't trust Kirk Cousins, dude. Man, I'm telling you, Kirk Cousins is underrated. Underrated. Kirk, yo, Kirk Kirk wins shootouts, just like Drew Brees. Look it up. Fact. He wins shootouts. Not against oh, yeah. Derek Carr, he doesn't. Maybe he won't, but hey, I'm picking him. I like Washington at home. They've okay. what are they? I think they're 0 2. They lost two tough games to start the season. As far as I know. That what, might not Redskins? be fact. Huh? The Redskins? Yeah, Redskins. No, they're one and one. Okay. Oh, they beat the Rams, right? Yeah. Okay, so they beat the Rams. We actually played a great game last night. We might uh we, we might wrap up talking about a little Thursday night football. But yeah. yeah, I like Washington. I mean, I think they've shown this season that they're a decent team. Not elite. Not elite by any standards. But they're at home. And like I said, Kirk Cousins, underrated. People think he's a scrub. He's not. Check the fantasy numbers. Not this year. Don't look at those. Past years. He even had one year he almost put up 5,000 yards in one season. I think people forget that. So he's not as bad as people think, and I think the Raiders are a little overrated. Okay. So I'm willing to take a flyer on it. And, I, you know, right. I like being bold. I, you saw me pick the Browns last week, so. Yeah, pretty bold, pretty bold. I like that. It's a bold pick. It's a bold pick. I'm still going to I'm still gonna go Raiders. I'm a, I'm a believer of Raiders. Raider uh, Nation? Yeah, I'm a believer of that. But, I mean, I like the bold pick. You know, anything can happen in the NFL, especially uh, <laughs> the fact that we were watching that that. Thursday night, the uh, Thursday night game last night, and everybody thought it was going to be like ten to seven at the end, but it ended up being forty-one thirty-nine, and actually ended up being an entertaining game. Yeah, it was so. it was an incredible game. We'll we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit after our our yeah. Monday night picks. Okay, so, so yeah. who do you got Monday night? Then? So you're upset, and your Sunday night pick is Redskins Raiders. Yep, the, wa- the team from Washington. I'll lock that in. Yep, yep. And my upset is Saints over Panthers, and I'm picking Raiders over Redskins. So our last pick is Monday night, and that's Dallas versus Cardinals. What do you got? And the Cowboys are at home here, correct? Uh, I'm not sure, but they could be. Oh, no, not. the Cardinals are at home. Cardinals. Are oh, okay, the Cardinals are home. Either it's, way. It's their home opener. Yeah. Give me Dallas. Either way. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas as well. I think they're going to bounce back. Obviously, they didn't play well last week against Denver, and a lot of people are kind of knee-jerk reactions. You know, They're like, oh, oh, they're not as good as we thought they were. Last season was a fluke. Everyone already decided that they're not really that good, which is just not true. They played 
arguably the best defense in the league on yeah. the road, and Denver's a tough place to play in. Yeah, and so I think Dallas 100%. is going to be fine. And and Ezekiel Elliott only had like eight or nine carries. And similar to how you were talking about the Eagles with the game flow excuse for not giving him the ball, I think that's somewhat valid. They fell behind. They couldn't just run it on first and second down every every drive. Yeah, um, they couldn't run it against Denver either because Denver had that game plan. And that's the only thing that makes me nervous. I feel like the Cardinals can try to replicate what Denver did and just mm-hmm. try to take Elliott out of the game, stack the box, and force Dak Prescott to beat you, you know? Maybe, but... I I don't think the Cardinals have enough going on offensively that they're going to – I mean, Denver's not a great offense either, and they came out and played really well. So maybe that Dallas defense will be exposed. But I think they'll bounce back. This will tell us a lot about who Dallas is, you know, who's clutch, you know, if Dak's really a good leader in the locker room, all that type of stuff. I think they'll come back, and the coaching staff's going to be ready. Jason Garrett, although not a good coach, he's all right, and I think he can rally the troops. And uh, they'll come out. They'll feed Zeke early. Hopefully that defense gets a few stops and they'll be off to the races. Yeah. Um, I do want to agree with you, but I also want to, I want to be bold. And I got to think that's Ooh. where I want to be here. Should I, should I agree and take the Cowboys, who I think probably will win this game? Or will I be bold, disagree, and think that the Cardinals are going to stack the box, force Prescott to, you know, make some plays that, that secondary in uh, Arizona is pretty good, and it's the uh, Cardinals' home opener. You know, I'll be bold. I'm going to take the Cardinals over the Cowboys on Monday night. I love it. I love every part of that. That's what I'm going to do. We got to, last week we agreed too much, so this week somebody's going to be right. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, that's why one of the reasons I took the Redskins I had to switch it up. Went 0 3 last week. Got to get uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm picking Cardinals over here. All right. I wish I had those guts last week when I was on the fence, but, you know, it happens. It happens. Like I yeah, said, hindsight 420. Mistakes, you know, we learn from our mistakes and we move on. Yeah, except for Aaron Hernandez. Except for Aaron Hernandez, who has CT and doesn't understand what a mistake is. Those are our NFL picks. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll check back with you guys next week, see how we did. And also, if you guys have upsets of the week, any game you, you feel good about, strongly about an underdog, go ahead and tweet us. We'll retweet oh, it. Yeah. Get get the word out there. And maybe uh, if someone gets like a two two in a row or three in a row, we'll uh, have them on the show maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and honestly, um, you know, we're keeping track of this. Got a little spreadsheet going on. So if somebody tweets at us, you know, pretty consistently, I'll keep track of your record too. Hey. I'll put your Twitter handle down, and we'll keep track of your record as well. So if you tweeted us about an upset of the week or a pick for the prime time, let us know. And if you do it consistently enough, I'll start tracking it. Yeah, I like it. And and what's our Twitter handle again for all the listeners out there? Uh, tw- Twitter handle is Couchside Sports with a Z. With a Z. Make sure you got the Z at the end. Uh, just got to add some little flair in there, you know. But uh, hit us up. Tweet at us. Tweet at us about anything. Like we said before, we'll answer any questions, but... We're talking football now, so let us know what you think for your picks. Yep, and so the last few episodes have been football heavy. We have uh, basketball and hockey around the corner. Yep. Uh, we're big fantasy basketball players too, so maybe we'll do a similar to how we did a full NFL fantasy episode, maybe an NBA fantasy episode. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's my sport in fantasy as well. I'm decent at football, but basketball is my fantasy sport. So. Yep, and you know I'm the same, so. 
Exactly. We'll see. We'll we'll try to get a guest on for that as well. Yeah, we got to bring uh, the sheriff on one more time just so he can talk to us about football because that that man just does when it comes to fancy football, but basketball is more our territory. Yeah, yeah. The sheriff ain't ain't nothing over in the basketball world, but uh, he's he's a respectable player. Yeah. So and then also for hockey, um, I'm gonna try to get our hockey specialist calling in right. from um from down in the in the great state of North Carolina. Not a hockey state, but hopefully we'll have him calling in uh, next week to give us a little off-season scoop and a little bit of preparation for the upcoming NHL season. That'd be great. Love it. Love hockey. Not really a big like follower of the sport, but you know when I'm sitting there on a Friday night or something, and there's a hockey game on, especially when it's hockey playoffs, I'll watch because it's pretty exciting to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They also have one of the top announcers in all of sports. Who's that? I believe his name is uh, Mike Emmerich. I want to say. He, he's the NBC Sports guy. You don't know him? No, no. I'm not, I'm not aware. Oh. You got to look up <laughs> look up a compilation of his like calls. Oh, definitely. I will. He's, he's like really good. Um, his voice. Yeah, Mike Emmerich. Here we go right here. Yeah, most of the other guys that do the hockey uh, coverage announcers are, are not good. Pierre Maguire, Mike Milbury, just to name a couple. But uh, Mike Emmerich is a legend. One of my favorite yeah. broadcasters, even though I'm not a big hockey watcher. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. At least he's not a Tim McCarver. A who? Tim McCarver. You need to look up him if you don't know who he is. I do not. I mean, has the most boring monotone voice ever put me to sleep. What does he do? Is he a baseball guy? Yeah, he did baseball, and I love baseball. Uh, well, no wonder. Every time he was on, he'd be like, man, that's a ground ball out. I'd be like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> but, yeah. All right, well, I'll try to keep away from Tim McCarver. Yeah, stay away from Tim I'll McCarver. I'll do what I can. <laughs> and uh, and maybe you can get us a little MLB playoff update coming up soon? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, we can do a quick rundown right now. I mean, uh, the Red Sox have not clinched the division, but clinched a, play, uh, a playoff spot. Looks like the Yankees are going to be ending up with the wild card there. The Indians were on a tear. They had a 20, like, I forgot exactly what it was, like, 21, 22 game win streak. Yeah, something like that. I saw that. Yeah, and the Astros are leading their division as well. Um, National League is looking a lot like it's going to be uh, Nationals, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and then that second wild card spot is up for grabs a little bit. Um, looking like it's going to be the Rockies, and then that that NL Central. Pretty close, but I think the Cubs are going to pull away with that. But we'll talk about more of that once the playoff seedings actually all decided about. Yeah, October's in the air, right? Oh, yeah. Coming up, first day of fall today. Happy fall to everybody. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. So, yep. So get the winter hoodies is coming. out of the closet. Winter is coming. Get those hoodies out of the closet. Oh, I get love ready. hoodie season. Oh, yeah. Me too, man. It's the best time of the year. It is. I um, would... my, my, my hoodie collection is slowly dwindling. That's this, tough uh, to hear. With this ball and chain that I've got now. But, uh... Ooh. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think that's going to just about wrap it up for us today, right? Yeah, we got a little off track at the end, but, you know. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I'll get a little bit more off track. I just wanted to throw this out here. Right. Um, on, on episode 10, I mentioned uh, the golf playoffs are going on for anyone interested in the PGA. Ooh. And uh, those are the final tournament is this weekend. Okay, okay. Yeah, so right. uh, 
let me see. I'll pull up the leaderboard here. Okay, so Paul K- Paul Casey is atop the leaderboard right now. Uh, Webb Simpson and Justin Thomas all up there. They're at a seven under through the first two rounds. So they'll play the weekend. And uh, Justin Thomas is in a great position. He's tied for the lead right now. If he wins the tournament tomorrow, he will secure the FedEx Cup, which is like the ultimate trophy of golf for PGA. And also coming along with that is a quick $10 million payday. Oof, 10 mil. 10 oh, mil, man. yeah. FedEx Cup, 10 mil on the spot. Big check. Big check, big check. Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool. So uh, I would suggest to go check that out. I don't see yeah. Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson too close to the top, but those are two other guys uh, who, if they finish high, if if they were to beat out Justin Thomas come Sunday, they could uh, take home the FedEx Cup as well. Okay. So, okay. yeah, it'd be cool. Check that out, a little golf. Um, you know, a little bit of a more mellowed sport. Probably something Tim McCarthy would be good at announcing, maybe. Yeah, he could probably do that. A little golf talk. <laughs> smooth golf. Kind of like smooth jazz. <laughs> but alright alright so I think that's all we got for you guys today so thank you for tuning in oh yeah thanks, Shout guys. Out all thanks the... for listening yep as always and uh, you know you know what Couchside Sports does we're just over here giving our perspective on sports from the comforts of our couches the oh, way yeah. it should be the way it should be man with a Z with a Z <laughs> All right, so this is your co-host Kyle French signing off for the evening. Michael Burke signing off. All right, excellent. We'll catch you guys next week on episode 13. Sounds great. All right, peace.